of the hottest topics right now in the building industry, I know at least in the modular industry, but I know it is for conventional site built too, is, is labor. Nobody can find labor anymore, uh, skilled labor. And, and with the trend of higher education over the past 20 years, uh, leaning towards conventional higher education, Bachelor of Science and Business, English, whatever you name it, our industry began to lose the um, skilled labor base. And everybody said, nobody wants to be a builder anymore. Well, you know, from my own insight and people that I've known for a long time, a lot of those people that, that got into the technical end, uh, whether they were plumbers, HVAC, electricians, you know, the old saying, they could be the millionaire next door. Uh, and, and there has been a huge push towards technical education uh, within the recent years, simply because of the shortage of, of, of those people. I know myself, I have four daughters. They were all fortunate enough to uh, go on for higher education. Three of those four daughters uh, went to technical school. I have a nurse, I have a chef, I have a uh, paralegal that all got degrees from technical school. So I'm a big proponent of, of that. And I'm fortunate enough today to have as my guest, uh, Dr. Katie Leonard. She is the president and CEO of Johnson College in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Now, Simplex Industries and Johnson College have a long history. And maybe, first of all, welcome, Dr. Katie. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Let me just go, and you can fill in some of the blanks here, because uh, sure. I was speaking to uh, two people you know very well and two people that I work with. Uh, Pat Crescioni, the president and CEO of Simplex, and Dave Pinello, our senior vice president of Simplex, uh, both have have worked very closely with Johnson College and yourself. Uh, Pat, with different programs over the past 20, 25 years at, at least, yeah. and and Dave Pinello, an alumni of Johnson College, and um, and I think the first alumni. Uh, chairman of the board, yes. not to be confused with Frank Sinatra, the real chairman of the board, but <laughs> that's right. Uh, although Dave's wife might like that better. That's so, right. Dr. Katie, you know, I'm just going to have some open ended questions because there's more than 20 minutes worth of uh, discussion here. That's what we try to limit ourselves to. But, you know, tell me a little bit about uh, Johnson College, how it's evolved. Uh, a little bit about yourself. I know you've been there for about 13 years and, and done all kinds of stuff. Uh, and what programs they offer? Sure. Yeah. So Johnson College, we are a two-year technical college. I like to say that we're founded and grounded in industry. We were founded by a wealthy coal baron, Orlando S. Johnson. And even though we've evolved and our programs have evolved over the last hundred plus years, we've really stayed true to what he wanted to establish here in Scranton, which was uh, a trade school where young men and women could learn useful arts and trades. And I'm always very proud to say that because, you know, you think about it, 1912, 1918, we graduated our first class. Orlando was somebody who always included women and always, you know, wanted to see diversity uh, across the trades. So even though our programs have evolved, we're still true to that mission. Uh, we know that we fill a specific niche. We pride ourselves in our strong relationships with industries, you know, industry partners such as Simplex. Um, and, you know, over the years, what I have seen 
is the, you know, again, the, the refocus on trade and technical. I feel like it was, it was really popular when I look back at how the enrollment has shifted uh, here at, at the college. It was really, you know, popular back in the, the 70s, 80s. Then it took like a, a little bit of a, of a dip. And now we're seeing a resurgence. And especially with uh, the recent pandemic, I feel the world now knows what we've always known is that these types of careers are essential. So when you look at our, you know, 15 plus programs of study, every single one is connected to some kind of essential business. So whether you look at automotive and diesel or, you know, heavy equipment um, to manufacturing, um, to veterinary technology and everything in between, uh, our students and our graduates were out there keeping the country running um, while kind of everything else was 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 shutting down. So we've definitely evolved as an institution, but very proud to always stay true to, to who, who we are. You know, one of the things that I, I really do like about technical schools is that, you know, I've seen these, these kids come out of school, you know, four-year colleges, traditional schools, and they don't have jobs, you know, and they're looking for jobs and they end up working in a grocery store. But it seems like the job placement out of a technical school is, I don't want to say it's immediate, but it seems like it's, it's, it's pretty quick. It is. A majority of our students have jobs in their field of study. So not just any job, but, you know, a job related to exactly what they came here to go to school for, um, a majority of them before they even walk across the stage at, at commencement. Even in tough economic times, you know, I look back, you know, to 2008, you know, 2007, 2008, um, again, I, I look back at those placement statistics and more than 50% of our students uh, were placed in their field before they walked across that stage uh, at, at commencement. And again, it goes back to our strong relationship with, with industry. I look at our customer here at Johnson College as, as twofold. It's certainly our students, but it's also those industries that we serve. We can't do what we do uh, unless they're there doing uh, what they're doing. And it's really strong in this, in this area. Um, and we are growing. So, you know, that was one of my goals as president and CEO to, to grow our, our enrollments and our diversity. And we've been able to, to do both over the last two years. Well, that's great. You know, so what are some of the, um, you know, I, I know just from Simplex's uh, perspective, the, the, the programs that you offer, but what is, what's the broad scope of programs that Johnson School offers? So we, like I said earlier, we have everything from, so automotive technology, we have a very strong transportation division, uh, automotive, uh, diesel. We just added our newest two-year program, which is heavy equipment technology. Um, we also have a very um, strong industrial and trade area. So everything from uh, architectural drafting and design technology to construction and carpentry. Um, we also have electrical construction and maintenance technology and HVAC within, within that division. Um, and also, you know, a very strong health science um, program. We have veterinary technology, uh, radiologic technology, physical therapist assistants. And then in addition to that, we have a one-year welding certificate and an advanced manufacturing degree. I think I got all of them in okay, there. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's, a, that's a mouthful, but uh, so... Just to, with with what with what is happening right now, and I know that you know this is a outside of the degrees, the the topic that's on a lot of people's mind is how do we go back to school now? You know, I, I know I thank God I'm, I'm all my kids are done with school, but I I have a daughter that has 
a son that's like, you know, do we go back full time? So how, how is Johnson College tackling that, especially since, you know, the, I'm assuming it works like the, the, when my kids were in school that you, you have labs, but the labs are based on, mm -hmm. you know, hands on learning. So how do you get that hands on learning now? Yeah, so I feel I feel like spring was a really good crash course because I think everyone was looking to us like you said, well, how does a technical college do this virtually? And I have to say, I have to give a big shout out to our faculty and staff. When we had to shut down campus, they really didn't miss a beat. Um, our, our staff started reaching out to students, letting them know that we were going to put a plan together. Our faculty found ways to get students what they needed. They did labs like this, you know, via Zoom and our learning management system they in some cases they put kits together for our students so when it was safe enough uh, for students to just come to campus we did like a drop off and we put the kits together the students went home they put the kits together and then they did a live lab like this so they were seeing exactly what the faculty member was seeing and working uh, with those kits and then as we moved through through the phases we also utilized simulation software for our students online and then as we moved into the green phase we utilized our industry partners even at the tail end of the the yellow phase again they were still up and running so we promised real world learning and it really didn't get any more real worlds than than what we uh, provided for our students because in many cases they went out into industry and completed their labs and completed their internships um, and it was it was a wonderful experience for them and they they wanted to do that um, I was hearing from you know some some colleagues where I think you know there were people were scared we were all scared we didn't know um, we didn't have as much information at the start of this as as we do now um, but you know as as time went on but from the very beginning our students wanted to to be out there they they wanted that hands-on they wanted to be able to help the industries in which they were going to serve they wanted to be able to help their family they really took it as a source of pride and take their role in industry very seriously so in talking with them as we started thinking about the fall um, we, we asked our students you know what you know what is it that that you still love most about Johnson College and always the answer is that hands-on experience so we we you know we we crafted a, a hybrid model uh, of operating for the fall so students will be able to take their theory classes and their general education classes online but still come here to campus uh, and or go out to industry locations for their labs and their lab related coursework so it's really the, the best of both worlds or sort of doubling down on our mission um, still making sure that they get all of that hands-on experience um, while still getting the, the the theory classes and providing flexibility because like i said majority of our students are are out there uh working I know. Uh, I think. I think Simplex is 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 part of that program. I think you're going to be sending yes. some students to us. I, I I forget. Dave was Dave Benello was telling me that the other day. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that that's exciting, and hopefully, they might like it enough that they stay. That's right, and that's and that's what that's been one of my goals um, since I've been here at Johnson College. We have a very dynamic um, and very like robust internship program. And that typically happens in a student's fourth semester. Uh, so typically we have them on average, you know, four semesters because they're, they're two year programs. So two semesters in the freshman year and then two semesters in their second year. So by their fourth year, most of our students are at an internship, which like you said, Dave, leads most often to um, their first job and kind of kicks off their, their in-field career experience. 
Um, but one of the things that you know I'm really passionate about is getting industry exposed to our talent pool even sooner. So that's what this, what I call our industry immersion experience is all about, where students can actually take some of their lab classes out at different industry locations. And again, it gets them exposed to our different industry partners that much sooner. And it gets the industry partner um, exposed to our talent pool that much sooner. And they can kind of, you know, check each other out, feel each other out. But I think for our students, um, what they have shared that they love so much about it is that it is that real world experience. You know, we're giving them the foundation, but until they get out there and start to really kind of flex their, their skills um, and, and troubleshoot, you know, they, they really don't know what, what it's gonna be like. We can do the best job, you know, possible, you know, simulating all that in our labs. And I, I feel that, that we do, but nothing can replicate that real world experience that our students get from our industry partners. Like I get that because I, I just by chance happened to be at a, uh, a new car dealership uh, the other day, helping my daughter uh, buy a car and they took us in the shop and I felt like I was walking, you know, there was enough to service, I think 20 vehicles, they had 20 lists, it looked like an operating room and, yeah. it, you know, and you can't be um, anybody just off the shelf if you're going to work on, on new cars, it takes all kinds of accreditation. So. Right. Do you have people uh, doing the same thing? Oh yeah, and, and uh, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think people just underestimate the type of education that's needed. I mean, so much is electronics today. And I think people automatically assume when they, they hear that jobs are evolving, they think, you know, certain jobs are, are going away. And while that's true to a certain extent, you know, I, I still like to say, well, there, there's, there's, there are jobs that will replace those jobs and other jobs that exist that may not exist, but they're going to evolve into something new and different. And so much of it goes back to that electronics. Like you said, you walk into, you know, a diesel truck facility or an automotive facility and you see everything going on, but all of it starts with like this, this little computer that they, that they, and it sort of, you know, helps with the, the, the diagnostics. And it's just, it's really fascinating um, to, to see. What, what do you see? as indelible changes that will happen to higher education because of, uh, of COVID? You know, it's interesting. I, I think I mentioned earlier, I've been on a lot of calls, you know, with, with my colleagues, with, with local health officials, with, with the mayor, and it's been interesting to see how higher ed has responded for an industry that is typically slow to respond. I have to say, um, there's, there's been some, some, some quick changes, some, some innovation. Um, I think people will look at look to higher ed um, to say, okay, well, what what innovations will come out of this? How you know, for us, we're automatically looking five plus years ahead. How is the HVAC? How is this going to impact the HVAC industry? And then how can we prepare our students now? So you know, thinking about those jobs of the future, again, they're they're prepared and they they're, they're, that's their value added when they go into that industry, they, they don't just know how things are working today, um, but how something like COVID um, impacts those, those HVAC system, how, you know, they need to be prepared for that. You know, again, same thing with like all the, the electronics and, and the infrared that, that's coming out of here. So I think once, once all, all of us kind of get back up and, and really into it uh, in the fall, I do think higher ed will rise to the occasion and start looking at some of these trends and how higher ed can help better prepare the future workforce. Do you think future, or do you think uh, virtual uh, 
learning at classes are here to stay? I, I do. Um, I think, you know, again, for our a majority of our students, they, they want that hands on. Um, but even, you know, even before COVID, we were looking at how we could add um, more classes online. Um, but again, not just, you know, delivering, you know, something online, but how, how can you make it interactive with, you know, the, the latest and greatest simulation software? How can you do some interesting labs um, with the with some of those like kits that 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 can be put together. So we do, I do think it's it's here to stay. I just think it's gonna, you know, it's not just gonna be cut, like cut, like a cut and dry online mm -hmm. education. So a hybrid, great. Yeah. So you alluded a little bit, Johnson has some new programs. Uh, what's on the horizon for Johnson? You said you're growing, you know, what, what are you sure. seeing on the road? Yeah, so I think a couple of things we're looking at. Uh, next fall, we'll be bringing on a civil design program. Uh, you know, it takes elements of our architectural drafting um, program and, and adds some, some other different components to it. Um, we're also uh, looking at aviation technology. We, the, the FAA, we've met with the, the airport locally. They are wonderful uh, to work with. I can't say en enough good things about um, Carl here at the at the local airport and the representatives we've been meeting with uh, at the FAA. Um, so that we're looking at in fall for fall 2022. Um, we're also looking at mechatronics, which has become you know really big. We started looking at this program a few years ago, and it was one of those things. You know, sometimes in, in our business as a technical college, the name sells something. So a few years ago, like nobody, we started talking about mechatronics, but nobody really knew what it was. And it's part, you know, it's part um, elements of manufacturing. Um, it takes elements of electronics. Uh, it brings a few different programs together to have a really sort of, you know, diverse, dynamic, skilled um, technician that can go into sort of any technical situation uh, and do a good job troubleshooting. So I'm happy to see that since we first started talking about it, it's really gained popularity within some of the CTCs. Um, so now we're looking at how we can take elements our, of our existing programs and put together uh, a mechatronics um, program. Because I do, as we were talking about uh, you know, electronics earlier, it really, it really is uh, the, the future. And it's pretty much interwoven into all of our technical programs. Um, and then another program we're, we're looking at uh, right now, our welding program is a one-year academic certificate. Uh, we're looking at keeping that option, but also adding a second year that will go into more, you know, um, fabrication and some other elements of welding. So students, so we'll add that two-year program. So students will have the option to stick with the one-year academic certificate or stack their credentials and go on um, for that, that two-year uh, welding degree. Uh, and then the final program we're, we're looking at uh, is mortuary science. <laughs> you know, fortunately or unfortunately, this, you know, we're surrounded by an aging population in North mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. And, you know, a lot of the individuals that our, that our funeral directors and hold other positions um, at funeral homes, they're, they're just, they're, they're aging out. And there's not a generation coming up behind them that understand the science um, behind this and that, that can actually do, do this work. So uh, we, we've talked with some local industry folks uh, about adding that program as well. well. That's the second time in my life that I've heard that. <laughs> but surprisingly enough, the first time I heard it was <clears throat> from my daughter who uh, graduated from Temple uh, with a degree in biology. Okay. And she, goes, she came home one day, she goes, you know, I'm thinking about this. 
And uh, obviously, I was slightly taken back. I just couldn't <laughs> pursue it. Uh, but but um, she had she had looked into it pretty heavily, and then ultimately decided just not to do it. But um, very interesting. Very yeah. Interesting. And what's, and what's so interesting about all these programs, you know, we, we get a lot of calls, you know, people say, oh, have you thought of this program, that, that, that program, but we really look at a number of factors. To your point about, about your daughter, you know, she probably looked at wages. I mean, yeah. for like mortuary science, I mean, it's, you know, when you think about some of these jobs, you know, like, wow, I didn't realize like I could make that much, not mm -hmm. starting out, but over my, the lifetime of my career in some of these fields. So we, we look at demand. We talk to local industry, every single one of our programs, even like a startup program that we might not end up bringing on board, every single one has what we call a program advisory committee. So we, we bring in people directly from these industries to sit with us, talk about trends in the industry, um, talk about not just, like I said earlier, where the industry is today, but where it's going, um, how we can best put that curriculum together um, to meet the, the, the demands of industry. We look at wages, we look at job openings. So a lot goes into um, putting to, together a, a new program, but, but wages, that's always a big. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. So you know, with, with this future expansion, uh, the actual physical uh, premise and grounds of Johnson College, will you have to expand that too? Are you looking into that? So I like to say that industry is our students campus. So, you know, right now we're, you know, we're, we're still small in, in college standards. We had our largest um, total number of students on campus last year at 480. Um, our goal this year, I really wanted us to be at 500 by 2020. And, you know, we're, we are still on track to do that. We're, we're trending ahead of where we were uh, time last year. Uh, and when we look at, you know, our total student population, we, we could be at the 500 plus mark uh, in, in, in just a few weeks. So we do have capacity on campus um, for, for 500 students, but when I became president, one of the first things I wanted to do is look at our, our master plan. Uh, at that time, our master plan was about 11 years old. We did a lot within that master plan. Um, we have Mr. Pinello in, in part to, to thanks for, for a lot of that when he, when he was chair and, and on the board. Um, so, you know, it was time to say what's next for, for the campus. We do have some aging buildings on campus that, that we're looking at. One of our priority projects is the main building that everybody sees uh, out on Main Ave, which is Richmond Hall. Um, doesn't necessarily look like the rest of our, our buildings. So that, that is one um, project that we're looking at so that we can include more lab space for students, uh, more, more classroom space, some um, student facing offices. So any, any staff person that um, deals mainly with students would also be in that building um, and really using that building too as showcasing our connection with industry. I envision sort of a whole hallway um, featuring um, our, our industry partners. Um, and then looking at some of our, our other um, buildings, we definitely need to add on to HVAC and our transportation center because uh, electrical construction and maintenance technology and heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, they're, they're two of our largest programs. And right now they are busting at the seams in their, their space, even mm -hmm. with utilizing industry partners. Lot, lot, <laughs> lots to do and lots of good things because, you know, in my, at least in my thought process about technical colleges is that, uh, as I said before, they provide degrees that really work and, and, and give people an opportunity to, you know, that I've seen in, three specific areas, HVAC, plumbing, and electrical, 
where these guys can come out, they can be apprenticed, they can start their own business. And all of a sudden, you know, they're successful business people and they have people right. working for them. And, and, you know, with, you know, thinking about all that, it really seems like you've got the bull by the horns here and, and uh, you're, you're, you're going to, you're, you're looking to expand and, and just some really, really great things. And I know Simplex really enjoys the relationship that they have with Johnson. Yeah, it's, it's been a long relationship. You know, my, my predecessor, Dr. Ann and, and Pat Frischoni, um have been great friends and we used to build the modular here on campus. And now it's great that we're going to take our students to the Simplex campus um, so they can have that experience there. And I'm telling you, the feedback from our students when they get the opportunity to be out there doing their, their labs in industry or their internship, that, that to them, I mean, that's, that's the reason why they come to a place like Johnson College, so they can demonstrate everything that they've learned and the skills um, that, that they've learned. You know, we have other partnerships too. They, they've been out, you know, helping places like SLHDA build houses in the community. And our students too are very local. So for them, it's not just, you know, they're, they're going to college and going into a neighborhood that they've never heard of before and you know building building a house i mean that's that is that that's satisfying enough but for our students this is where they're from so to them they are helping to build or in some cases rebuild the communities um, in which they live or you know where, where they're from um, and it takes on even deeper meaning for them so it's a great educational experience but it's also a great just life experience for them and it it often changes their their entire worldview they're really giving giving back to the the, the community that raised them and they're part of and helping sustain and, and grow the community for the betterment of the future so yeah, that's great you know dr katie you know i think i'm looking at the clock our time's almost up i i want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today you know why tell us tell us how you can be found Sure, I think that the best place to find us is uh, through our website, johnson.edu. But you know, we are everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, people can follow me on Twitter at presleonardjc, um, or they can follow you know Johnson College directly at Johnson College. Great, and the same with Simplex. You can find us at simplexhomes.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Simplex Homes, uh, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Uh, we have a Twitter account, but nobody twits at Simplex, I think. <laughs> Again, thank you, Katie. Um, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Have a good weekend and I uh, appreciate your participation. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.